All right, we are ready to begin. If you'd like to come in and find a seat. Welcome again. Come in. Uh, as you're coming in, if you're in your Bibles, turn your Bible to 1 Kings chapter 3 in the Old Testament. 1 Kings chapter 3. I'm dedicating this sermon to all of those students I prayed for this morning, pre-K up through grade 12. Stick your hands up again if you're in that category. All right, this sermon is for you, all right, but all the rest of you too. Did you ever wonder, I wish I just knew what to do. I wish I knew what to do. I wish someone would just give me a gift that included insight and common sense and discernment so I knew how to make the right decision. What direction to go? Just so I knew what is the right way and what is the wrong way to go. So our lesson today, 1 Kings chapter 3, is about the wisest man in the world in the Old Testament. Wisest man in the world. And we're talking today about wisdom, one of God's supernatural gifts to us. And, and school students, we're going to talk about the difference between getting knowledge and getting wisdom. Wisdom is one of God's supernatural gifts to us. And King Solomon from the Old Testament 1 Kings chapter 3, King Solomon was, was one of Israel's greatest kings. And 1 Kings chapter 3, as Solomon was just coming on as king at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give you. God says to Solomon, what do you want me to give you? What would you answer? Oh, my goodness. God said, what do you want me to give you? Oh, I could think of a list right away of things I want God to give me. If God said, what do you want me to give? Wow, what, do you, what would you ask for? What did Solomon ask for? It goes straight ahead. And Solomon answers God, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of David, my father. Although I am but a little child. That's how Solomon saw himself. He's a grown man, but he saw himself as a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant, uh, Solomon is saying, I am in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. This is a great people, the Israelites, too many to be counted or counted for, numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant, therefore, this is Solomon's request, this is what he asked for, an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern your great people? This, your great people. Solomon asked God for wisdom. For wisdom. And we see how God responds. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked for this, and God said to him, Because you have asked for this, and you have not asked for yourself long life, you have not asked for yourself riches or the lives of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I'm going to do according to your word. I'm going to give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall rise after you. 
I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all of your days. So what God is telling Solomon is that I'm going to give you wisdom so much that there's never been a person in history before you as wise as you, and so that there's never going to be a person after you in history as wise as Solomon. So God gave Solomon supernatural wisdom and understanding and discernment to know what to do. How many of you would like that in your life this morning? I want that in my life, I'll tell you. And the Bible in 1 Kings chapter 4 describes how this wisdom that Solomon gets and and how Solomon used it. And, And 1 Kings chapter 4 said, God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding Beyond measure, it couldn't be measured, and breadth of mind like the sand on the seashore, so that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. So Solomon got this reputation. He was known all over the world as the wisest man. He was wiser than all the other men, and his fame was in the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, his songs, a thousand. He spoke of trees, he spoke of beasts, of birds, and reptiles, and fish. And people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. And so everyone knew that Solomon was the wisest guy. And we read our Bibles today. You read the book of Ecclesiastes, some of of Proverbs. Uh, These are written by by Solomon. He's a wise man. In fact, you can, uh, I think uh, it's Proverbs that has, um, you know, like 30 uh, some chapters. So you you can read a a part of, of Proverbs every, every day and, and accumulate and acquire some of that godly wisdom that Solomon gave. But there's an example right away of how Solomon gets a chance to use his wisdom. And this comes, from again, from 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, the need for wisdom came up quickly. Did you ever notice that when God gives you a gift... He often gives you an opportunity to use the gift. You ever notice that? Like God gave me something, now I'm going to give you a chance to use it. So 1 Kings chapter 3, this, the situation comes up with these, with these two women who have babies. And, and these two women with babies come to Solomon. And the one woman said, this woman and I live in the same house. I gave birth to a child. Three days later, she gave birth to a child, and we were alone. There was no one else with us in the house, only the two of us. This woman's son, infant son, died in the night. Of course, they didn't have cribs back then, so your your baby slept with you, and uh, whatever. She rolled over the wrong way, and, and the baby's son died. And she rose at midnight, and she switched babies. She rose at midnight and took my son from beside me, the living son, while your servant slept and, and laid him there and, and laid her dead son with me. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my child, behold, he was, he was dead. And I looked at him closely, and, and it wasn't my baby. And the other woman said, no, the living child is mine, and the dead child is yours. And the first said, no, the dead child is yours, and the living child is mine. And thus they spoke before the king. And Solomon had to make this decision, all right. One baby is dead, one baby is living. Who gets the living baby? And who's telling the truth and who's lying? Because obviously someone's lying here, but we don't know who. 
And, of course, this is Solomon, the wisest man on earth, the one that God had given the gift of wisdom. And the king says, bring me a sword. It's like, Solomon, I don't think this calls for a sword right now. What do you, what do you want a sword? And so a sword was brought before the king, and the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know this was going to be a horror story. They're going to chop the baby in half? What are you talking about, Solomon? This is horrible. And then the woman, all right, we got an artist, artist idea of what this, what this looked like. And then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, because her heart yearned for her son, Oh, my Lord, give her the living child, but don't put him to death. But the other said, Ah, he's not going to be any of ours. Just go ahead and cut him up, divide him. And the king answered, Give the living child to the first woman, and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment that the king had rendered. And they stood in awe of the king because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. Wow, what, what would you do in a situation like that? I'm not sure what I would do. God pours out his supernatural gifts into us. God poured out a supernatural gift of wisdom into, into King Solomon. And basically, all of God's children get supernatural gifts from God. And, and many of us know and, and have read about the gifts that, that God gives us, the spiritual gifts. And I, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, there, there are gifts mentioned in the Bible in the book of Romans, the book of Ephesians, book of 1 Corinthians. Book of, book of uh, Romans, gifts that God the Father gives us. And it's like prophecy and service and teaching and exhortation and giving and leading and mercy. These are the gifts that that God the Father gives us. And gifts of the Son uh, from Ephesians, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and, and teachers, pastors and teachers. But gifts of the Holy Spirit are what we're talking about here today. And, and these are things like wisdom and knowledge and faith and healing, miracles and prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, various kinds of tongues, and interpreting of, of tongues. So wisdom is one of the Holy Spirit's gifts to us. Now, some of you may, may be saying, you know, well, I'm, I'm taking this class. I'm reading a book. I'm listening to this famous speaker. I'm, I'm going to school or college or university or graduate school. I'm taking a seminar. I'm learning from a famous speaker. And yeah, all of them can be very, very good, but most of them give you knowledge. Classes, teachers, courses are imparting knowledge to you. And you need knowledge, but you also need wisdom. And so, I, like I said earlier, I'm dedicate the, dedicating the sermon to our, to our students here today. Because very soon, students, you're going to be acquiring knowledge. Lots and lots of knowledge, right? We pushed and crammed into your brain. When I was going to school, I, sometimes I felt like my brain was going to explode because I was just 
pushing and cramming all this stuff into my brain. It won't explode. <laughs> but, but if you don't watch out, as you're acquiring all this knowledge, you'll be like me once when I thought, wow, now I know a lot. I must be really, really wise. But knowledge isn't the same as wisdom, is it? So what's the difference? Knowledge versus wisdom. Wisdom versus knowledge. Wisdom uh, and, and knowledge. Uh, the Bible talks about, about both of them. And, and wisdom, the, like wisdom, the ability to discern and judge what's true or right or lasting. Knowledge, on the other hand, information gained through experience or reasoning or, or acquaintance. So knowledge exists sometimes without wisdom. Do you ever see someone who knew a lot but wasn't wise? Wisdom can exist without, and knowledge can exist without wisdom, but not the other way around. One can be knowledgeable without being wise. Example, knowledge is knowing how to use the gun. Wisdom is knowing when to use it and when to keep it holstered. Amen? Wisdom is knowing the right way to go. Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it into a fruit salad. <laughs> the Bible says, Psalm 111 and, and Proverbs, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you want wisdom, take the first step and get to know God. Take that first step by knowing and fearing and honoring God. The wisest thing you can do today is to believe that Jesus died on the cross so you could come into relationship with God. Someone wrote that wisdom is the application of knowledge. So, so knowledge understand, understands that the light has turned red. Wisdom applies the brakes. Knowledge sees the quicksand. Wisdom walks around it. Knowledge memorizes the Ten Commandments. Wisdom obeys them and puts them into practice. Knowledge learns about God. Wisdom loves God. And talking about King Solomon, the, the sad and ironic end to the story of, of King Solomon is that Solomon did not finish well in his life. First Kings chapter 11, as you read the New Testament, tells us how Solomon's, he, he married like 700 wives, and, and Solomon's foreign wives turned his heart to worship of idols instead of worshiping the one true God. And, and ultimately, God was, was displeased with Solomon. And the kingdom of Israel, which had risen to such glory and power and, and influence under David and under Solomon, was divided and began to decline from the time of Solomon, declined from then on. The New Testament says, uh, the writer James says, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. And wow, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. 
Because I, I pray and I claim this verse many, many times for my life. I'm, I'm desperate to have God's wisdom in my life. To know what's the right step to take. To know what's the, wrong, uh, the right way to go. For myself, for my family, for our, our church here. Many of you need to be claiming this verse and asking God for supernatural wisdom. And, and guess what? You know what? The, the resources of God, the wisdom of God, the power of God, it doesn't run out. It, it doesn't get depleted. It doesn't stop flowing. There's a, there's a story from the book of Exodus and, and chapter 3. God just showed me this uh, this morning where, where Moses was in, in the desert. He was a shepherd. He was Exodus chapter 3 and, and verse uh, two, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert. He came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. And Moses saw that the bush was on fire. It did not burn up. Moses saw the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. And I believe this, this verse can show us how God's power and God's provision, and God's wisdom, and all that God gives us is not used up. And so God can give us wisdom today, but he can also give you power and wisdom tomorrow, and he can also give you insight and direction and power and wisdom next week and next year, and it's not used up. That, that bush is going to keep on burning, and God's provision is going to keep on being there for you, and he's going to keep on pouring it out when you seek him and when you ask. God promises that he's going to give you Wisdom, how does he give it? He gives it generously. Can you say that? Generously. God promises to give you wisdom generously when you ask. And I think many of us ought to be claiming that, that verse for school, for work, for marriage, for family, for uh, relationships and, and finances. Students, praying this verse for wisdom is not a substitute for hard work and studying. <laughs> Oh, I prayed for wisdom, so I don't need to study for my geometry test. <laughs> no, you have to put in the time and, and the hard work to get a good grade, but you also need godly supernatural wisdom. Some of you are sitting here today thinking, wow, I really need some supernatural wisdom from God this week. This week, I need it. I need it today. I need it this week. Some of you are saying, I'm facing a difficult decision. I need to get an answer. I'm supposed to choose the right direction. I'm supposed to choose the right school. I'm supposed to choose the right college. I need to, I need to sit down and have a serious talk with someone. I've been avoiding a situation, and now I need to face it. I need the right words to say. I'm facing a huge business decision. I, I have to decide whether I'm going to spend money in this direction or this direction. I can't do both. There's an open door and an opportunity either over here or over here, and I'm not sure where to go. Some of you, many of you, all of you ought to be crying out to God for supernatural wisdom in your life. James chapter 1 and verse 5, if you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. And it will be given to him. And guess what? The resources of God don't run out. They don't get diluted. They don't uh, expire. 
God pours out generously, and he keeps on pouring out generously, and he keeps on pouring out generously. Some of you are saying this morning, well, I don't know. My future is stretching out before me. I'm, I'm a young person, and I'm not sure what to do after high school. Or, or some of you are saying I'm nearing retirement, and I don't know what's going to happen at retirement. I, I'm scared of that stage. I'm scared of that process. I don't know the way to go. Cry out to God for his wisdom. All I see are, are, some of you may be saying, all I see are closed doors all around me. God, help. Cry out to God for his supernatural wisdom. Because you know what? That bush never burned up. That bush never got finished burning. And God never finishes pouring out generously into our lives. The, uh, the things that, that you need when you, when you ask him. If you lack wisdom, ask God. And he gives generously to all without reproach and it'll be given to you and I'd, I'd just like to pray with you this morning because I think I think some of you I think many of you are are in this situation like like Solomon who know you need wisdom in your life and and I just want to pray for that godly supernatural wisdom yes we need knowledge but so much more we need godly supernatural wisdom in the name of Jesus thank you Lord Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just begin to pray for this church and this family uh, today. Lord, I pray for the, the doors, the opportunities that are opening and closing in front of us. Lord, I pray for the difficult decisions that we have to make. Uh, Lord, I pray for the, the answers we need to give, Lord. I pray for the, the, the forks in the road that we're, we're facing. Uh, Lord, I pray for the, the words, the right words that we need to say or not say. Lord, I pray for the uh, business decisions, the job decisions, Lord, the, the uh, opportunities and, and gates that are opening and closing. Lord, I pray for future uh, uh, futures that are stretching out and, and just the opportunities and, and the ways that, that we, can, we can look at life, Lord. And I, Lord, I just begin to pray for supernatural wisdom for this church, for each person here, for each couple, each marriage, each family in the name of Jesus. Lord, would you begin to pour out supernatural wisdom. But more than that, Lord, would you give us hearts that turn to you? And Lord, would you give us hearts that, that recognize our, our lack of wisdom and, and hearts, Lord, that, that turn to you and, and ask because we know that you're a good and generous God. We know like that burning bush that never burned up, that your resources are, are never ending. Your supply is never ending and, and that you will pour out wisdom today. You'll pour out wisdom tomorrow as we ask. You'll pour out wisdom next month and next year as we ask in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, would you give us hearts after you? Lord, would you give us hearts that seek God and seek and, and desire for what you have for us? Desire wisdom, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I pray supernatural wisdom for each person here in the name of Jesus. Pour it out. Pour it out today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let us have hearts today that seek you. Let us have hearts today that, that uh, pursue you and, and uh, come to you. Claiming James chapter 1 and verse 5, knowing that you give generously to each one of us who ask in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that each one of us today would know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That, that searching and coming into relationship with you is the most important thing that we can, we can do in our lives. It's the wisest thing to do in our lives. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, Lord, let us come to that place of knowing 
that loving you is the most important part of all, that coming into relationship with you is the most important part of all. It's the wisest choice and decision we've ever made is to love you and to come into relationship with you. So Lord, draw us to yourself today. Draw us closer to you as we take steps closer to you this week. Lord, would you draw us to yourself? Help us to love you more deeply. Lord, would you again pour out the wisdom, the resources that we need to live godly lives before you. Would you stand your feet with me this morning? We'd like to be here to pray with you and agree with you in prayer and perhaps what you're facing in this season of life. And and perhaps if you'd like someone to agree with you in prayer for the needs that you're facing or for just an extra measure of God's Holy Spirit and and wisdom in your life, we'd like to agree with you. So uh, prayer ministers, would you come? We'd like to be here at the front for you. So Lord... Bless this church family as we go from here today. Lord, yes, it's good that we can be filled with your knowledge, but Lord, it's even better to be filled with your godly wisdom. And so, Lord, let us learn from this, from this story of, of Solomon who asked God for wisdom instead of riches, instead of fame, instead of, instead of all the things he could have asked for. And Lord, let us seek you. Let us seek your face. Let us seek your supernatural gifts in our lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I bless this church as we go from here. Lord, let us take the church outside the, the walls of this building this week, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let us, let us be encourage, encouragers. Lord, let us be empowered by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that as we go, we would love God. We would love people, wherever they are, whoever they are, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Come forward for prayer. We'd love to pray with you this morning.